Everyman Podcast. The Everyman. For Everyman. T-E-P. The mm-hmm. Everyman Podcast. Tip. That's what they that's what they call us. Tip. Daryl Campbell, what's happening, bro? Another day, man. We're in the uh Everyman Bunker in your crib. And that's it's right. fantastic. We have lightning. We have lighting. We have professional kits. We have everything running. We have LEDs. It's uh it's majestic in here, man. Every eighteen inches in this studio, the Everyman studio, uh, there's an LED light. Yeah. You need it. If and I'm only I'm at this point when I'm looking at new recording gear. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have some sort of programmable LED function, I'm seriously not, not interested. It's not, not why, interested. Why are you even giving me no lights? And it's like, you know, I've, I've been a Mac guy forever. I got my first Mac in 2005. Mm-hmm. You know, great run there. Another MacBook, great run there. iMac, decent run with the most recent iMac. Then I got a PC and I realized how great modern PCs are. And now, you know, here I am with all my LED keyboards and mice in my PC and we're coming at you we're coming at you hot dude for me it's always been the whole computer science angle bro so PCs forever simply because you can load up as many operating systems as you want on one rig just segment your hard drive so I have a PC that has Yonix Unix you know Apple Windows it's it's amazing you get get some of that operating system, uh, some of that <laughs> the VTech laptop mm-hmm. software. You can have that VTech on there. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. ISOs, good. baby, ISOs. Yeah. So we're uh, you know we're doing a lot. We're we're pumped up. We're having some great podcasts. This has been like the the stream of uh, you know coronavirus has nothing on the awesome drummers that we've had on the podcast here over the last couple months. Yes, sir. You know, starting at the beginning with Mike Mangini. Uh, you know, Kenny Aronoff most recently and then and today another one uh coming all the way from foggy london yeah man i don't know if it's foggy over there. i just imagine it's foggy uh kaz rodriguez kaz man it's an awesome dude awesome dude i don't say much in this one but i tell you what i don't need to because this guy is present at every moment of this podcast he's all about collaboration he's all about passing along the knowledge he's all about the technique that's involved with you know drumming um you'll hear it Brother Jay, you'll you'll pass it along to him, and um, it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a great dude. He's the type of guy that you can just hang with. Yeah, you know, yeah, you like definitely. You just, it's like you you just did, get that feel. You want to just keep it going, and uh, I'll tell you, man, all these cool drummers, man, uh, that I meet along the way, and and I talk about it in, in the podcast with Kaz here, but you know, I kind of bumped into him, you know, uh, trying to interview somebody else. And uh, caught his set and shook his hand. I was like, man, you're an incredible drummer. I, I'd love to, you know, get, get a chat with you sometime. And, you know, things happen, uh, yeah, pandemics or whatever, <laughs> and uh, things get busy. And then, uh, you know, one day he's doing an Instagram live and I pop in there. And next thing you know, you know, the Everyman Networking continues. And Chops. And then here we are today. Now, Kaz is, is most uh, famously known for his work with uh, the voice of our generation, Mr. Josh Groban, um, big fan of Josh Groban and, uh, gives us some awesome behind the scenes, you know, stories about what, what it's like, uh, being a part of that incredible family of musicians and, uh, talent and getting to play, you know, Red Rocks out in, uh, was that Colorado and, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Radio City and Royal Albert. And it's just, it's really, it is a, as a, as a 
drummer historian slash drummer nerd weeb uh it's very cool to to hear these kind of stories firsthand and uh get to share it with with our listeners so you know uh kaz has a lot of great information about you know what it takes to to perfect your craft and uh you know we're sticking with that that theme lately guys about that that collaboration and communication um and how that can help you you know make whatever you're doing better whether you're you know you're running a bakery or you know a landscaping business or you're a keyboard player like this stuff can help you so sit back relax enjoy it let's kick it to Cass rodriguez there you go in the year 2020 when the world least expected everything changed everymanpodcast.tv the everyman podcast you love now streaming live on twitch everymanpodcast.tv Gaming, drumming, exclusive interviews with the world's best musicians, elite athletes, and industry professionals. EverymanPodcast.tv, clipping and dripping, every way, every day. EverymanPodcast.tv, with Daryl Campbell and Justin Vigil, streaming now on a device near you. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast, all the way from London, he is a phenomenal drummer. You can see him on tour um, with Josh Groban. You might have heard of him, and uh, on Instagram as a uh, one of the one of the top drummers out there uh, doing it online. Um, guy I met at Nam, awesome drummer, ladies and gentlemen, Kaz Rodriguez. Hello, <laughs> how's it going, man? Okay. Yeah. So good. Just you know, just just trying <laughs> to survive, right? How's how's uh, London doing with coronavirus so far? Let's start there, my man. Yeah, uh, you know we're, we're dealing with it. Um, no one's fighting for toilet paper anymore, so, so it's all there good. Go. There you go. It's a little weird how that happened. I just yeah, I I remember while well, I was actually where I am, what I'm wearing right now. I was in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. uh, Florida, and we were on tour with Josh Groban, and. Uh, we just got told we had to, you know, took a bus to Atlanta and came back. And then I was just like, right, uh, you know, speaking to my to, to my other half, my girlfriend, it's just like, did you did we get any toilet paper by any chance? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> All right, we're screwed. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you got a long hose. Yeah, but you know, yeah, just a really long hose from yep. all the way to the 19th floor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, hope for a rain something. But you know, this it's been it's been good. Um, I'm still able to like get to my studio, and you know, I'm just, you know, social distancing is kind of being strong at the moment. And um, but you know, it's like everywhere. I know it's really tough for you guys over there as well, man. Like you know, shout yeah. out, like just, you know. I'm praying for you guys, man, because making sure you guys are safe and healthy and, you know, staying away from all that craziness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's that? Whereabouts are you guys? So we're, we're right outside of Philadelphia. Um, so okay, this, yeah. this kind of, you know, the New York City, we're 90 minutes from New York City. You know, I work in New Jersey. Um, Daryl works in New Jersey in yep. NFL Films. Yep. Um, and those areas are hit pretty hard. And it's, I mean, you know... Um, America's, you know, kind of unique in that there's always people going 
everywhere all the time, you know, and you had a lot of people that were working in New York that live in Pennsylvania or live in Maryland or whatever. They take the train up and uh, that's how it kind of spread so quick. And it's crazy because, you know, uh, know, one of my best friends, him and his girlfriend, they went on a ski trip with all their friends and then they got home and they were all sick, all of them, like 14 out of 14. And they were all sick for like two weeks. And then like the whole thing started coming. So it was kind of interesting to see it you know, develop. And I remember, um, calling Daryl because I was driving, I was driving up to Massachusetts for work, like right when this broke out and I was like, you know, I have a feeling like things are getting, I think this is going to be weird, man. You know? And, and then sure enough, it was like, I, I remember going to bed one night being like, I can't believe like, I can't believe this is going on. This is just insane. Yeah. Got weird quick, really quick. And it's funny because, you know, I want to back it up to how I, how I kind of, uh, met you briefly so at, at nam 2020 this year every man podcast was out there doing doing our thing and uh i had a chance to meet with craig Lundell, another fantastic uh rolling drummer i was there watching him and he did his demo and then you were right on after him and uh, i had never gotten to see you perform uh, i briefly shook your hand and then there's this funny thing about nam where in all the years i go out there i feel like I just end up destined to connect to somebody because I keep seeing them or I keep seeing them on somebody's social media. And it was like, I saw you there. I was like, me and my fiance are like, man, that was awesome. And then like later on, I'm, I see you're on a picture with Naveen and I'm like, ah, look at it. Cause Naveen's a friend of mine. And then I was like, you know, just, I kept following you. And then I see you like pretty much left there and ended up doing a Shaka Khan gig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, I try to tell people like how insane Nam is. And it's like, you don't really, it's it, it's really hard to explain. So tell us, like, what was up with that whole opportunity to get to play with Shaka Khan? And I, I saw those videos and it was like, you, from what I understand, you went there with no rehearsal and no nothing on short notice, yeah. right? Yeah, it was just kind of so basically, I, you know, I play for Josh Groban. So um, uh, Mark Stevens, who's a phenomenal keyboard player and piano, piano player for Josh also plays for Shaka Khan. Um, and Shaka is, you know, needed it for the show because their original drummer couldn't make it for the gig. And um, they wanted to give me a shot. And then I said, okay, let's just do it. Because <laughs> yeah. ever since I was a kid, I, was just like, I wanted to play with Shaka. And, you know, throughout the tour, Mark was like, you know, really, you know, we love playing together. And, and, uh, he just trusted me, so he knew that I, I would get the job done, and, and it was fun, and I got to play with my heroes, so I, I was just, yeah, cool. And then from Los Angeles, straight after NAM to <laughs> to to uh, uh, Washington, D.C., then we played at the Martin Luther King Memorial uh, concert, which was uh, celebrating, you know, his history, and it was such an amazing event, and... Um, yeah, just literally play there, saw Shaka, and then like few, few, you know, few t- uh, days later, everyone was happy. Everybody was just like, "Yeah, you, you, you crushed it." That's that's the music business for you in a nutshell. Yeah, so, yeah pretty much. I mean, sometimes you get curveballs mm-hmm. um, thrown at you, and it's it's good to do that. And you know, being at Nam, I was focusing so much at you know, playing some of my songs over there and, you know, I'm a composer as well, but just, you know, learning something else you're there for. And then you had this like last minute 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, do you want to play for Shaka? Oh, there's no rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen, <laughs> When Shaka when Shaka Khan comes calling, you you answer and you say yes. There's no there's no questions there. Yeah, and it's also difficult because you know Shaka is very uh, you know as as much as she's such an iconic person, uh, she is very particular with you know the drummers that she she has. Like you know she's had greats like you know Vinnie Caliuta. You know you have Ronald Bruner Junior. And you've had like you know. J.R. Robinson on the records, and you know, you can the list goes on. Like, you have Gad or Steve Simon just you know played for her, and to be listed on that with with her is just like a dream come true. Because I was, I was like four or five years old listening to her music, I was just like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's funny. I was we were in our hotel, and I'm looking on Instagram, and I see. Like I said, I saw a picture with like you and Naveen, and then I keep scrolling up, and you're like, "Yeah, no, no uh, practice rehearsal." Now I'm playing with Shaka Khan. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I just saw him this morning, <laughs> and now he's playing with Shaka Khan. Like, what a what a crazy, you know, like what yeah, a crazy I mean, environment to be in. It's it's really that's yeah. that's why you go, you know. Yeah, man, and and it's great because I actually got to meet Naveen finally because Naveen and I are like really big admirers of our each other's playing and. You know, this social media is such a great thing, like how we all connect and he's, we've always wanted to do like certain things because I've watched him since he was with Animals yep. Leaders. And, you know, I'm good friends with Matt Gasker as well, but we to, to actually, you know, hang with him for that short period of time and chill, like such a nice guy. Oh, he's and the best. I ended up saying, you know, yeah. And then he came to support, like, you know, I was sitting there on the stand and he just watched me play and he's like, man, he's like, man, you're I was like, dude, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a monster. Like, you know, this guy makes like a, like anything sound good. Like he'll put a trigger on a, on a, on a, on a cardboard box. I know. And make it sound <laughs> so, he's so intelligent and I love that. Like, he's brilliant. Yeah. So talking about Nam, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Nam next year looks like as a result of uh, not only everybody being off the road, but um, I mean, I was thinking like we went to Disneyland that week. We were at Nam with like two hundred thousand people, and you know you're on the West Coast, and then they come home, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this horrible virus, and it's like, man, I guess I dodged a bullet there. Like, in in hindsight, it's like I, I don't know, man. That seems like a rough a rough trip, but like we all somehow. Like, no, I don't know any musicians that got it, you know, so maybe that maybe that's the key. We were all at Nam, you know, staying up late and uh, drinking too much. And uh, maybe that was what, the, what the, the trick was. Probably. I mean, you know, this antiseptic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it's really, uh, you know, it's a crazy time. And, and this is a, a perfect lesson for everyone to you know, kind of just have downtime. Yeah. Because everyone's in such chaos on the road so to be home and and you know do house stuff is like crazy <laughs> like it's probably the most time you've been home in a long time right oh yeah like it's well it's record breaking time for me <laughs> usually i'm here like it's, it's usually i'm here for like two weeks at most and then i'm back away and you know you know it's it's it's, it's crazy like my other half like she's she's um you know, she's always used to it. Oh, yeah, he's gone off. Well, you know, he's going away again. And um, 
I'm here. Like, <laughs> so it's like, what do we do? <laughs> we're so going to stare at each other. Right. Well, yeah, we've decided to now, like, we're actually getting a cat and, you know, I'm like, dude, we're, like, we're getting a cat. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's 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 where you are, man. You know, it's like, uh, what 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 should I do with my time? And you know, I think the the cool thing about being a musician um, and a lot of us that are involved in like you know the digital recording space and all that stuff is we were all kind of set up to use this time. I mean, most of us because nowadays everybody can record at home and everybody's you know, doing a YouTube show or this or that. And um, so for me, it was like, it, it took me a little bit to kind of wrap my head around the idea of this extra time, you know, and uh, you know, how to make the most of it and, you know, do, doing our best. Yeah. But uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of great, I've said this before, you know, in the last couple of weeks, but I think there's going to be a lot of great art that comes out of this because of, uh, yeah. you know, that shared struggle, you know, the just time to focus. And that's kind of how you get a lot of really good art. Absolutely. And knowledge as well, you know. It's, 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 you know, everyone's trying to try, you know, you don't have time to do things that you want to learn about and self, self-discovery self as well, man. Like, being in this room, which was like a massive storage room, <laughs> you know, for, I've got my cymbals there, I've got my snares, like little breakables, but I've got my studio in another building. But being here and being able to go, oh, I've got my V-drums, I can of here you know and have time to do it it's so important you know so yeah it's it's such a, a valuable thing and learning a different skill bake some bread that's what i'm doing right now oh you're, nice. you're, you're going with a bread. Nice, you're doing a sourdough nice yeah man. yeah well yeah just you know got some olive like some olive focaccia vibe going on yeah right, well, you got go. a good you got a good starter yeast oh yeah bro it's some. It's, it's Dove. It's made by Dove. It's like this active. None of that sachets. No man. Ah <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Let's just. We'll just do forty-five minutes on bread. That's it. Just. Just. <laughs> just a little sprinkle it. A little man. sprinkle it in there. Just sprinkle it. I love it. Right from the wrist. I love it. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's funny. The V drums, like you said, I got. I mean, I got mine right behind me. I don't know if you can see them there, but um, you know, I've been playing. Uh, I got my first V drum kit when I was 15 back in like, I don't know. I was in middle school, I guess. It was a TD nine and now I'm all the way up to a TD, I think TD 30. Um, but right. it, it's been uh, unbelievable to see. And you know what? My, I still using components from my TD nine. Like I still use the module to trigger my acoustic kick. Um, I, I, you know, it still, oh. still runs as a MIDI interface and it's, I've, I've gigged with that. It's gotten puked on. It's gotten beer on it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still going. Roland makes some great stuff, man. I, I love I love the gear, but the uh, that's a good testament to their quality. There you can handle puke, puke and beer. That's right. I love, I love I love how you just said like, yeah, you know, I've puked on it, and my guy right there is just like, <laughs> Listen, like learning some new things yeah. about you, bro. That's right. Listen, I come on, Cass. You've never thrown up after uh, after drumming in some hot shitty club, or you see, you're far off from the hot shitty clubs now. I'm still. Still in the thick of the shitty clubs. <laughs> well, I've done it in arenas, man. I've done it in arenas. I've, I I had really bad food poisoning, and oh, this is in man. 2014. And we were put, I was doing a show in um, where was I? We were we were playing the Masonic Temple in New York. That's a good place to puke. And yeah, well, why not? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> but I was like. I ended up, I ended up just, you know, 
I, I couldn't even. Fit. I think I had a bad deli sandwich because I went to Cat's Deli. Yeah, yeah. I went to Cat's because I was like, you know, man booth versus food. Yeah, yeah. perfect yeah. time to eat a nice, you know, Russian dressing and roast beef or whatever. That's it. So- <laughs> went for it and I ended up like puking my guts out, like, oh. like playing a playing a. Hey, roll, you got to roll with it, man. Just... I, I'll never forget, man. My, my band, we played uh, Mayhem Fest in uh, 2013. It was like a big metal fest with like Korn and, you know, Rob Zombie, all these guys. Yeah. And we were on a stage that was out in the parking lot. And we got there at 7 a.m. We had to load in all this shit. It was the hottest day of the year. It was like 108 degrees. And we're in the blacktop. And we played under this tent. And it was the Rockstar Energy tent. So they were just giving us energy drinks all day long. And we're just clunk, 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 guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. And then it's like Oof. 2 o'clock, 2.30. It's the, the, it, it was like 200 degrees under that tent. And I thought I was going to explode. Totally. And, and like man. me and my, my singer, we were in the, in, in the back of the tent just losing it. I, it like... It w- and people were like looking at us like, are these guys like fucked up or something? Sweet. Like, are they on heroin? Like, what is wrong with them? You know, and like, and then, but the drummers were like, yep, yeah, that'll happen, you know, and, and, but like guitar players and stuff were like, man, what was wrong with these guys? But uh, yeah, I'll never, you know, that's some of the, some of the joys of being a, a musician. Yeah, man. It's, it, you have to experience those things to see the actual realness of the business, you mm-hmm. know. And, I've, I, I do it all the time. Like, even when we were, I was with Josh Groban, like, you know, if I'm like not feeling great, I'm like still have to do it. Yeah. Red Bull is your friend and you're Ooh. like, oh, keep going and just like <laughs> play and you're like. <laughs> until, you, until you accidentally become more Red Bull than man, right? You drink a little too many of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I've had so many that when it comes to like you raise me up <laughs> yeah. like, you're playing the blast you're yeah. blasting through you raise me up like, you raise me oh. <laughs> yeah you need it though man i used to do that stuff before games man red bull red bull and then it'll explode mix oh my god right before a game oh bro you guys are you have no idea and then they're hitting each other and somehow they're not shitting the I, pants. There, were, there were times where people were like like we like i remember when we went to go play um who are we going to play? We're going to go play uh, New England. And I could hear my heartbeat, but I couldn't hear the crowd. It's like, it's just ridiculous, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up Josh Groban. I, I got to ask you, man. Now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, music in general. I don't just, I'm not just a metal guy. I'm not just a, you know, whatever progressive guy. Um, I've always thought, that Josh Groban seems like a fucking fun dude. He seems like he seems like he knows how to have a good time. He's he does it like now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just spitting here. It seems like he doesn't take himself too serious, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm this amazing vocalist, if not the greatest walking the earth right now." But I also can like take the piss out of myself. Like he like I just I don't. It, he doesn't strike me as like this. I, I don't know. I don't want to put any you know words in your mouth but he just seems like seems like a cool guy am i is on stage it, it's genuine it's it's you know when we're when we're on the road he is that you know he's a humorous guy and and you know we we have like 
group texts like with the band with him and he just sends us silly little memes and I just can't stop <laughs> laughing like it's you know this it, and, and it's good because we all get each other's humor and 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 he is that person you know he the stuff he comes up with like you know Ash, uh, we did Radio City like a few months ago in February and he was improvising like just talking to the crowd starting his and it was amazing. Like he had the crowd like in his hands. Sweet. Just throwing little jokes like like that. Like in and super charismatic. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And when we play when we play on, on stage with him, it's like that. We're like a family. It's not you know, he's the artist, like he's he found me, you know, he discovered me online band. <laughs> I was just like wow. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did he just drop you a DM or something? How'd that happen? Yeah, it just slid into the DM. Slid in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so basically it was it started with, you know, my musical director, uh, Tara Hakoni, and he's one of my all-time favorite, like, like, musicians. Like, he's such a, he's a guitarist and a musical director. And um, he has shown... Uh, passion into Josh's work. He's worked with Josh for 19 years, I think, almost 20 years, you know, since he was a boy. Nice. <laughs> so, and, and, and the thing is, you know, he had discovered and tried, they were trying to find a drummer for, for, for Josh and he needed a, a new drummer. So he found me uh, online, but Tarek recommended me to Josh Wow! So, so, so you kind of got found and intentionally, you know, brought up yeah. at the same time. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so, and then Tarek was like, "This is the guy that I put forward for you." And um, yeah, then it just turned from like a phone call to an email. Then Josh called me on my phone, which I was like, "Is this actually Josh?" <laughs> like, <laughs> does he? Does he, <laughs> does he go? Hi, this is Josh Groban, and you're like, "Oh, hey." Now, who is it? <laughs> Who's it really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it was surreal. And he, yeah, and we just had a great conversation. It just hit off. And the great thing about it wasn't about my ability. It was about, they wanted to know that I actually am a, just a normal guy, like, doing normal stuff. Because yeah. when you go on road, when you're going to go on a road with a band, it's very important that you all have that similar mentality yeah. that you know you you all click you know I'm, not, I'm the youngest member of the band you know there's the the guys that i play with are like heavyweights they're like vets <laughs> you know yeah. they're like they're like the the the, the vets of the of, of the game because you know Tarek has played with you know dolly parton paul mccartney you know stevie wonder uh you know uh David Foster and like it could it could go endless. Like this guy has done records with tons of people. Nice. It, it's it's. And I'm just sitting here going, I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I hear you, man. I hear yeah. you. And, and I think <laughs> I think the the cool thing is, and we've we've kind of heard this from a lot of our guests on the podcast here is. Uh, you know, tie back to Entheos, Naveen's band. We had uh, Travis, the guitarist, on, and he, and he was saying, you know, when you get to a certain point, everybody's really good, 
right? I mean, if you're on that short list, you can play and they know you can play. But the difference is, you know, are you a crazy alcoholic? Are you, uh, you know, do you, do you, are you aggressive? Like, you, are, do, you, do, you, do you have a drug problem? Do you have some, you know, and, and those are the things. And it's like, you don't know. And then they're looking for, you know, can I vibe with this guy? Does this guy get the right feel? Can I be? And it's like, guys, you know, listeners, if you haven't been on a tour bus, and, and I imagine Josh Groban has a fantastic tour bus, but it's still a tour bus, right? It's common, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, you can have the best tour bus in the world, bro, but it's still, you're still downwind of like eight other dudes farts all the time. And uh, if you can't be cool, you know, and, and just embrace it and, you know, know how to, how to, how to vibe, like I said, then it's not going to. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the energy as well. You've got to feel like you, you are in, you know, in tune with the personalities because, you know, the thing is as well is I'm younger than the other guys and you know people always assume that when you're young you're gonna be like oh yeah like freaking yeah let's get trapped shots yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone I'm like come on you can I'm from England take that shot down in front of the wall it's not like that you know yeah. and it's, it's it was nice to be with a group finally that you know I can tour with like throughout this whole time and, and it's so chilled. Like, you know, they'll just call and say, Kaz, we've arranged, you know, we've got to do something next week. You've got to fly over to, to the States and we're going to do a TV show. We're going to do Jimmy Kimmel show. We're going to do whatever it is. And it's just like, oh yeah. Hey, Hey guys, how's it going? Like we're family. We're cool. used to seeing each other. And that's the best thing about this uh, this thing and you know I come from a multi-stylistic kind of way of playing you know and you know I always like that because Josh has chosen me for that reason because I play different styles but I also compose different ways as well like you know if I, I write for a video game or if I have to write for you know I, I, I've got a song there that I've written for Josh's set. So, you know, I get to do a little kind of like a drum showcase, but with my music. That's awesome. Yeah, That's cool. Which is great because he was like, can you, can you write something? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, Sweet. So like the day, they finished the, the final song and then it was, uh, it was up and ready. And then Josh was like, yeah, I like it. That's <laughs> so know? awesome, man. So, it was surreal because we played at Red Rocks and to my oh, song. With dude, I've, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to go there. What's that like oh, playing there? Oh, amazing. It's amazing. It's something you can't explain. It's just, it's crazy. It's just <laughs> Red Rocks between these, these two gigantic rocks. And you're just like, <laughs> this is, this is insane. I'm here. Is like, the sound as good as I imagine it would be there? Oh yeah. It's insane. Wow, and it can be a challenge sometimes when you have too many instruments. But mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing, and I, you know, I still got like pictures of that, and it's a memory, and I've, I've taken all those shots that I've had, and I'm, and it's also good because, you know, with Josh, we get to play some amazing venues, and and I'm just like, oh, oh, we're playing here, and they're like, oh, that's an amazing place to play, and like, you know, when. Just Royal Albert Hall, no big deal. <laughs> oh yeah, talks about it, but like we, you know, we're we're supposed to be doing um, 
Radio City this whole entire year of a residency <laughs> at Radio City. And we, we, we only did one of the dates because since the COVID-19 thing happened, you know, all our April show got cancelled and then all the other ones are probably going to be delayed, but we're just holding on to them. So, but the fact that we're getting to play these historical places where like Radio City and you hear like, oh yeah, story about, you know, Black Sabbath and, and like, and I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Sorry. <laughs> I, I tell you, the re- Radio City is so so beautiful. I, I had the chance to see Dream Theater uh, do do their uh, anniversary show there back in 2005. It was called Score, and it was a big surprise. The second half of the set, they came out after an intermission with uh, the symphony orchestra, and it was like, I mean, when you're in a room like that, that's that was built for that, like without a PA. And then you sit there and you listen to a band like Dream Theater with an orchestra and you're just like, I remember sitting there just looking around and, and like uh, kind of visualizing where the sound is bouncing off of. It's just, I can't imagine, you know, I've had some friends, uh, you know, like between the barrier and me had an opportunity to play there and it's, it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be crazy. Oh, it's, it's insane. I mean, like, you know, that was the first show with Josh where the band could, had to rotate we were rotating, going down and going up. Sweet. The stage. I was like, this is crazy. It's like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. But crazy, you know, because that was the day we also, like me and Steve Jordan got to play together. You know, um, Steve is like another guy that's like a massive influence for me. Oh, yeah. He's done so many great records. John Mayer. John Mayer Trio. Yeah. yeah, the trio. And, you know, Pino Palladino was there and he started playing with us. And Sharky mm-hmm. from, um, you know, he's played with like D'Angelo. Like Sharky's just, he's he's another world. Um, but it's, it's just great. You think Josh Groban and then you've got like Steve Jordan, the connection, and Pino Palladino and Sharky from, you know, playing with D'Angelo and, and part of that trio with... with um, you know the verbs. You know it's such a it's such a great collaboration where you see this so many genres and you know like I've got another project coming up where I'm you know recording a prog album. No shit. Nice. Is it originals? Yeah, it's for a band called Frost. I know Frost. That's Craig Craig Blundell. Yeah. So yeah, Craig Blundell and and you know he's also one of my colleagues from Roland. So we work together as well. So great guy and um yeah and i'm you know for some reason this um new album 13 winters it'll be it'll, i'm recording the album on the drums so oh, can't wait to hear that man can't wait to hear that um yeah. you know t- on the subject of collaboration um we just had we just had kenny arnoff on the podcast uh and um one of the things he was telling us about was this importance of being able to walk into a room cold connect with somebody so that later on he can collaborate with them and there's and i was explaining to daryl there's been this interesting uh evolution with drummers where you know you and i are kind of around the same age where we kind of when we started you had to get the books you had to get the dvds everything was very segmented you know if you wanted to go learn jazz you could get a billy cobham book or you know mike mangini you know you 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 go get that you can learn a little bit about you know some of the other fundamentals of, of rhythm yeah. Then it got to a certain point when I was, you know, getting into high school where, you know, drummerworld.com, you know, uh, before YouTube, 
where I would see these guys like Tony Royster Jr., uh, Steve Jordan, you know what I mean, D- Danny Carey even. Um, yeah. And then you had a lot of young drummers that were maybe drawn to like metal music because at the time it was like all the boy band stuff and the only thing with instruments was metal. So I think we all got drawn to metal. And then you have this new wave of like hip hop inspired fusion drummers. Now I was saying to Kenny Aronoff yesterday, like everyone's a fusion drummer. I mean, it's like everyone has this broad, you know, uh, scope of what they're doing. And when I, when I listen to, not only the music you compose, um, I hear all these different, you know, influences, you know, not just uh, from from your mu- from your playing, but the kind of the, the musicality that you bring into it, you know, some different, you know, sounds that I'm not used to. What's the most yeah. important thing to you when you're trying to collaborate with, with either a new, you know, it's like a colleague, another drummer, or, you know, a new gig or something like that. How do you approach collaborating uh, for, for this kind of, project well it's, it's it's more on on how i you know i have to have an idea or because or like, i have a thing called synesthesia so you know i've probably said this one million times like for a whole year but uh you know synesthesia is um a condition that i can see colors and that's how i write music you know and i i write it through hear a chord and I'll be like yeah that's a song I can make a song just on like hitting a crash um, <laughs> or if I look at someone's drumming I'll be like yeah that's 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 how I'm going to write a song uh, I'll base it on how this guy plays so that's how I work for like Chris Coleman Aaron Spears you know um, music for uh, like Annika Nils or um you know, Spot, Robert Spot Searight from Ghost Note. Um, all this is not, I'm self-taught. I can't, I don't know when you go, oh, can you play a suspended A, A minor, seven, sus, four. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't know what is on a keyboard, but I can feel when notes work together and, being a drummer just kind of worked. I'm self-taught. I'm a self-taught drummer. Like it's never been a system or a formula. I've just seen it through colors and that's how I've kind of got through it. And that, the, the way it was, I wrote a song for, uh, Alex Rudinger. Ah, love Alex. He plays. Yeah. So Alex, you know, plays to some of my songs and he played like shift. I wrote for him. But actually, I wrote Shift already. Like, it was already written, and Alex was like, I love that tune. I want to play it. And then he just wrote drum parts for him to play, because that guy can read like like a monster. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know he transcribed, like, I know, you know, Blake Richardson's a buddy of mine, and he transcribed, like, his book. You know, he transcribes books for, like, Matt Halpern, and he's like... Yeah. I remember meeting him, uh, I don't know, he was torn with the faceless years ago. He's super young. And I was just like, well, oh, yeah. where did this little guy come from? You know, and it's like he's and now he's you know, he's one of the top he's one of the top dogs. Yeah, he's one of the top dogs and, and so he should be because he puts so much time and effort and he's a super nerd when it comes to drum gear because he'll make something work out of nothing. Like and a boom cymbal stand that's incomplete, incomplete 
and he'll turn it into a freaking mic stand. And I'm like, how the hell did you? <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> like, you know, I never thought of that. And then you know, you and 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 it's just like he has such a passion for it. And you know, I mean, if he does listen to this, you know, I, I you know, I've, I've actually admired his drumming for such a long time, and he's one of those guys in the metal world who really wanted to to stuff works for just you know the 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 r&b cats and you know yeah and it turned out that my music spoke universally for metal players pop players you know hip-hop players or r&b guys and fusion players i you know fusion was such a a hard uh topic because people just didn't like that that word i know, you know they're like that doesn't bills. yeah it doesn't pay bills. It's just like a mission. <laughs> just played a bunch like, of shit. No, it, it kind of does. Yeah, <laughs> it actually does because, yeah, well, you know, and it's connected to me, the people that, you know, by strangely, the universe has put me into it where I'm working with a world-class artist who, who plays different styles of music, you know, and... Josh is that guy where he'll sing in Italian and then he'll sing in like Spanish song and then he's playing just an orchestral song and then he's playing like a hardcore like rock song and I'm like this guy is like a like a incredible talent like he's a chameleon in the music industry where he can adapt to different styles and that's that's what I love doing you know if someone says to me can you play metal I mean I remember playing in some little bar just helping a friend out for in a metal band that were like do you have a double pedal and I'm like no <laughs> don't <laughs> need one mate <laughs> no but I was like I didn't I didn't understand it because I was like I'm so used to playing yeah you know, my foot technique I've practiced so much but my floor tom, I always adapted to make it sound like ah, a kick okay. drum. But people would hear it, but they would say, like, how did he get, like, four strokes out of this one foot? And I'm like, I thought that's normal. But there's just like, I oh, know, but that people use double bass. You know, wow. In this typical metal gig environment where you're sharing a gig, and, you know, I said, I'll bring my drums so everyone can use my drums. Uh, this was probably about five years ago. And I, I just bought my drum set, and people are like, oh, my God, this drum set looks great. And I'm like, yeah, and as usual, these guys got, like, China. Oh, yeah, 14 like, splashes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 14 splashes. I'm like, wow, you know, okay. And then, you know, got their double bass pedals, and, you know, they're changing a bit of breakables. Like, why are you doing that? Like, I mean, I don't care. It's like, it was one of my, you know, my, my kits that I kind of like bashing on, you know, I was like, there's no effect on me, you know. But then um, I came up and I just was like, yeah, you know, China symbol. You know, I had a, a polite China, which was like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the one they're looking for, right? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, funny enough, that day I bought a 20, 21 inch China. The That's Ultra what you need. Hammer. Oh, yeah. 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 I know, I was, everyone was waiting for me to play it. And they, I, I literally 
there was only one song I was playing that in, ah. and it was just like, but they just went, oh wow, my 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 god, it's exploding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, man. I I uh, I really developed my the way my kit looks and the, and the way I play, kind of in that, you know. I'm a huge Dream Theater fan, so Mike Portnoy was like my first, you know, drummer love or whatever weird word we come up with there. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, so I had that super kit thing, you know, and I was just always building and building and octobonds here and octobonds there and splashes and stacking. And then, then you're getting vertical and then my rack is literally a 360 degrees and it's just, it just gets getting more and more ridiculous. And like, I was watching yeah. one of your videos and you're, you're, you're playing a groove where you're hitting one of the, it's a, it's like an effects crash with the holes in it and had some, you know, rivets. And I was thinking like, ah oh, man, just put an 18 inch China right there. Just hammer it down it'd be perfect you know it's like it's like there's this this weird like metal drummer china thing that uh that uh, i hear a china symbol somewhere and my, my eyes light up you know i'm just like waiting for the breakdown yeah it's like half time <laughs> yep, oh that's where it is yep 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 yeah that and a good gong man that, that'll that'll get you far in, in the in the metal game no i mean that's the thing it's just like understanding everyone has a way of setting up and playing I like to change our setup every single time like, I can't do a metal gig with my setup with Josh Groban, but with my fusion setup, I can't even do a metal gig with that fusion because too many damn tones. But, <laughs> like, I, I could do... I mean, with that metal gig I did, I did, like, kind of what Matt Halpin did when he started was, you know, kick, snare, and a floor tom, and then just, like, cymbals. It's been fun to see his... You know, I, I've... I studied with him a lot and uh, he would come through on tour and we'd, we'd meet up and, and take lessons and stuff. And it was cool to see how he evolved his playing from adapting to being now he's in this like groove metal band to now he's like ripping double bass. And like he, he added those pieces in, but like he's still, and once I saw him play, it really changed. Um, I mean, it changed a lot of people's style, I think over here, but it changed uh, how I approached metal. Cause I, all of a sudden I wanted to do less, you know, I wanted to like pull back, you know, and, and really focus on the groove and the songwriting. Um, you know, it's funny about drummers. Like it's kind of funny how sometimes drummers hate drummers. Like you're like, God, why do you have to be one of those guys? Like at a gig and you're sharing your stuff and it's like guitar players don't have to share their shit. They don't understand. It's like, Oh, so I got to bring, I got to bring my kit that I worked all these hours for thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm going to put it down and then I got to, I got to stand over it all night long to make sure some kid doesn't steal my hi-hat stand or, <laughs> you know, like, dude, like I've, I've gotten like, I've gotten home from gigs. Like just where's my, where's my hi-hat stand. And then it's like calling five different bands. Hey, do you have my, this, do you have my, that? And then it's like, Oh yeah. Now I got to drive to fucking North Jersey to get my hi-hats back. It's just like you know, we got a lot of drummers listening to the show. Just if you're if you're gonna share a kit, take it from me and Kaz. Just be cool, you know. Just 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 be cool. Be cool man. Just be cool. It's all I takes. Mean, I got, I've, I've had a lot of people just you know. I mean, I, I just remember my metal gig started brutal. Like everyone's <laughs> just crashing and all that. But then when I you know I came in just like played and you know, I was learning their style, but. They were just telling me, you know, just get these accents, do the thing that you do, that that Kaz thing. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. And then I did it. And then after, these drummers were like, you know, proper, all tatted up. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. They were just like, dude, do you need a hand? I'd, I'd love to pack your, you know, if you need a hand to pack your. I was like, wow, this is, 
these guys are more polite than an R&B gig. What's going on? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, sure, you can help me pack my own kit up. That's fine. Like, yeah, I'll take that. I feel like a rock star. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I know the, the big difference between when it was my band doing shows and when I was being hired is that when it was my band, people helped me carry my drums in and out. When I was the just the drummer, it was a much longer load-in. So... You know, it's uh, and that and that, my friend, is truly when I started paring down the kit, when I had to load everything myself, I was like, you know what? I don't think I need this full rack. (laughs) I think I can do this with just one Tom, you know, there you go. And I think that's the beauty of being able to be setting up different drum sets. It's just good to be able to have different challenges, you know, to have like, oh, this could work or if i flip this round or if i do this or what if i don't have anything i can learn different ways of playing and that's you know i do that all the time if you look at all my drum setups like people it was just like oh you changed it up again i'm like yeah well that's why they're there they're not designed you know if if, if you wanted uh you know not every car is the same drive you know if you want if you want to drive a, a toyota prius it drives a certain way. If you want to drive a BMW, it drives a certain way. If you want to drive a Ferrari, it's the same way as a drum kit. A drum kit doesn't have to, you know, don't, you, you're not, it, it, I always think of it like this, like being a drummer, you've got to learn to like, not be so used to the rules, you know? <laughs> like, yep. You're just, you know, every, everyone's trying to go this forward motion, but then, it's a different sensation if you're walking backwards than you're walking forwards or if you're walking sideways. Or if you see, like, you know, sometimes it's hard. Like, I see it like a press-up, you know. My, you, know you, you understand me, do you? You know what I mean? Like, it's, if you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, you guys should know, like, if you, if you do a press-up and you go down, it's easy because we're so used to that forward motion. Absolutely. Right? But the hard thing is is going up and you get that 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 resistance it's all about the resistance man it gets easier yeah it's all about eating and then it gets easier so it's like your drum step up when you're playing something uncomfortably you know it becomes easier once you start getting used to it so it's about adapting like you know that's why i i found this art so amazing because you're just using it as in a different analogy of you know, just wax on, wax on, wax off shit, you know, yep. it's, yeah. it's pretty, it works in life, you know, and everything. <laughs> it, it does, man. And it's cool to hear you say it because, you know, like whether we're, we're talking to Mangini or, I mean, we just, like I said, we just had this kind of conversation with Kenny Arnoff. These guys like yourself that are all successful by, and, and the ability to, to jump in and play with different groups of musicians, it's it's because of those same, you know, foundational pieces, you know, the, the, the preparation, the collaboration, the communication, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, about the drum set thing, I had a music teacher that uh, in jazz band, he would, he would, you know, give us like a 16 bars or whatever, and we'd have to keep playing on the loop, and then he would just come up and he would just take parts of the drum set away. And we couldn't stop, and we had to continue the yeah. groove, and we'd have to and it was like a game and like whoever, you know, he would give us candy or whatever at the end. Like that's how it was our motivation. A little bunch of little fat kids. And, uh, you know, candy. and, and what that, <laughs> what that taught me at the time I didn't realize is was like, when you're gigging, like you can't just stop because you're the machine of the band. And like when Josh Groban is up there, 
you know, raising it up. You can't pick your nose. Like I, you don't have a nose at that point. There is no nose. There is no booger. You just, you continue to do the job. And yeah. you know, like I've been in gigs where the second note of the second song, my beater goes through the kick drum head, you know? And it's like, fuck, what am I going to do now? I, you know, I've only got a 25 minute set. I can't waste 10 minutes changing this head. You just got to figure it out. And yeah. like you said, uh, I guess I'm using my floor time as a kick today. And then on the fly, you're just going. And, you know, I, I encourage, you know, all the, all the drummers listening to this, um, even if you're, even if you're not a drummer, you just, you know, you're a baker, you know, just try mixing it up and, and challenging yourself a little bit. Uh, because when it, when it gets into that gig moment, that gig ready situation, you're going to be like, ah, not a problem because I can just do it like this, or I can play this part left-handed or whatever it is. And, and that's part of the fun of being a drummer at a certain point is the idea of like, I'm going to break this and then see if I can still make it work. That's it. And, 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 and also just being so, you know, that's a great way of putting it as well. It's like knowing that these curveballs hit you and you're able, you know, with, with Josh, it's, it's a godsend because I have a drums, I have a drum tech. He's, he's like the most amazing drum tech. Like, and, um, you know, he, he makes sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So he tunes my kit in a way that I don't even go through anything. I've not even broken a stick <laughs> in my kit. That's how, in this gig, I've not ever broken a stick. And usually I've, you know, it's very rare that I break it. Like, it was probably because you're getting Kaz Rodriguez. <laughs> but, um, getting those signature Kaz Rodriguez sticks, important. right? Yeah, you can edit that out as well. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's staying in. That's staying in. We got it. It's all up. Listen, the, the everyman is all about the pitch. You know, if you're not getting your plugs in, what are we doing? Make your orders. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, there's, the, the, the hardest thing as well is, you know, to be able, I've been in challenges where my kick drum has gone in a, in a pop show where I used to play with Jesse Ware and I've had to improvise and use, you know, a floor tom. And with Josh, I was so used to playing you know, a, um, my second kick for a song and we had decided to take it away because I was like, yeah, you know what? I want a gong drum now on my new drum set. And I was like, wow, do I really need a gong drum? <laughs> you know? Especially, so yes, I, the answer is yes, especially if you don't have to set it up. Well, yeah, but my, my tech was like, do you really need the gong drum? Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's for like one is one bloody song um but the thing is it's just like adapting so like i don't have to play that kick drum so i have to play the floor tom now and it's just it's fine i just play it a, a, a different way and you know sometimes we have to we have to adapt and that's just in this in life it's like moving house or you know you have you make new friends and you've got to figure out each other and if you live with especially this time yep like now you know, you're gonna you're gonna come out of this quarantine, no loved ones more than anything, because you're gonna be like, I've come out with more knowledge of understanding. You know, and it's the same thing with, you know, when we play a gig live, it's the same thing. We're every day we're understanding the music, we're understanding the people that are in this band, and that's in this this. Uh, architecture of production of how things work and just to make priorities the singer making this guy happy and also the singer 
you know, Josh is always making sure we're happy. I mean, it's a, it's 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 like this. This understanding is forever <laughs> serving. You know, of of trust and 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 understanding, and it's the way that I see it in learning our craft. Is you always have to learn. Like I'm learning shit right now. Like, you know, I've got my acoustic studio. Like everything's mic'd up, and I'm and I'm learning how to like do other things. Like I program a lot. I'm obsessed with programming. Like like music. I'm just you know learn logic. Like I'm from the. <laughs> Kid from that fat guy from Matrix. You know? There you go. <laughs> enhance, enhance. <laughs> you remember Blade, the film Blade? The oh, of course. Oh yeah. He's just like sitting there. Just <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love like in the nineties, like the way they portrayed hackers in movies, and they were always just like, okay, I got into the mainframe. You know, like it's uh, it was a special time. The nineties so, hacker movies. I mean, just just like that. It's, it's it's just one of those things. It just another reference would be my girlfriend who types, and when she's look, she's looking at you, and I'm just like, "How are you doing that? Yeah, how are you not <laughs> You're freaking me out. <laughs> how are you typing and looking at me at the same time? I, it takes me time to go. Hey, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> you know, that's uh, she must have taken those typing classes and seriously, man. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, really oh, think she about it. She, yeah, I was like, let me think about it. I'm like, yeah, it takes me a while. But it's just learning learning little things, like, you know, understanding how to understand the, the um, process of, of of how our craft is. And, and I, I always uh, encourage to learn new things, you know. Like, in, in drumming, drumming is this one thing that I, I loved. Pathway to having a career in the touring world um, because I've, you know, maybe have spent, you know, the time that I always wanted. Because, you know, I used to play on the streets, man. I used to play drums on the streets just to make a buck. I mean, people would understand that. Like, when you know, people get given just the drum set and here you are. It's like they don't appreciate it. But what I did when I was a kid, I used to want to save up for it. So I used to tom and a snare drum and a little hi-hat that I taped against the snare drum and I played illegally on the streets just to make like 10, 20 pounds and eventually I saved up to make myself have a drum kit like my biggest idol was Simon Phillips like oh yeah yeah, yeah and, and then the, like now you know when I, that was a when I was like 10 9 or 10 when I was a kid I'm like 32 now. Last year, I got a front cover with Simon. Me and Simon met up, and we had a front cover with Rhythm Magazine. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> it's happened. Because I said to myself, I want to be like this guy, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have this saying on the, on the Everyman podcast, has it's uh, we call it the cosmic canoe. And, and that's this idea that we're, that we're on this shared journey. And, you know, uh, you know, you and I just making the connection in passing is kind of a perfect example of that. It's like I was I was there to do one thing, and then while I'm there, I something comes into my 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 purview, and it's like, well, I need to pay attention to this. Let me see what's up with this, and then you follow follow through, and the next thing you know, you, you, over time, 
Um, you know, and then, you know, you're, you're on an Instagram thing. It's like, Hey, you still want to do that pod? It's like, yeah, let's do it. You know? And, and that's, that's a good, that's a good lesson for anybody who's trying to reach out and, and do things, you know, or, or just, just trying to get themselves out there. Like you got to start somewhere and, and yeah. we are all, you know, like here we are, you're drumming with Josh Groban, you're living in London, but you know, somehow we know a bunch of the same people we're into the same things and it's this shared journey and and it's so cool when you get to talk to somebody like yourself and then you find out like yeah we're all about the same things the positivity the collaboration the communication you know and and just and just sharing that around and i think there's this new you know and it's kind of because of the digital space with with youtube and social media but everybody's collaborating and sharing and i gotta tell you as a drummer um, you know, I really appreciate what you do with, with the backing tracks and putting those out. I mean, I was, I was playing to them this morning on my V drums oh, and, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm always looking for, for stuff to play to, you know, when I need something different or sometimes you're stale and you're like, I need something new to challenge me, you know? And then I found out that you're, you're putting all this incredible stuff out there pretty much, you know, you're, you're selling it of course, but if you have Spotify or Apple music, you can, you can get it on there. Um, you know, as yeah. we, as we wind down here, tell us a little bit about, you know, your backing tracks, what your kind of intention was with that and, and, and what's the best way for people to, to get a hold of those and, and kind of make their own videos. Cause I think one of the really cool things is you kind of encourage, like I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm watching you do your song and then I'm watching Chris Coleman do your song. And then I'm watching Tony Royster Jr. Do your song. And by the end of that 30 minutes, I'm like overwhelmed with incredible drumming perspective, but it's all the same song. So that's unique. Tell, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, the idea is just, you know, <clears throat> making a track, I always wanted to give songs to the community and you know I started when I was in university so like in order for the process behind that was just purely to share it to the world like and I didn't know any plan um, you know iTunes was the only way that I could actually get it out so I tried it when I was in university and I and I used my last 60 bucks to to, to upload it to see if anybody would like it. And it was entitled like Kaz MD Drummer because I don't know why I did that. I was a kid. I uploaded it later and I said, oh, whatever. No one's going to buy it. I was covering it and then, you know, Aaron got hit to it and then it, it just kind of hit to pro, pro drummers and um, and it just kind of evolved from that. So now I realized that the pro drummers were using it because nobody really had access to backing tracks yep. worldwide. So, you know, you want to play that MIDI cheesy twangy, you know, MIDI note track. It doesn't, it didn't do it for me, you know, because I was just like, it's too cheesy. And when you play the drum, karaoke on drums you know yeah so uh, my vision was basically to create something that had a global uh like kind of a sound with my influences and i had to learn how to write music from this you know using logic pro uh logic you know uh the the door and uh i just kind of sussed it out and just went ah it sounds cool and what if you put seven eight and six eight you can make a song out of that boom and then made a song so 
and that it, it, and it evolves from that. But all the songs I've um, I've done, I'm up to date with four albums right now. Um, the last album is called Synesthesia, and that's out on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, CD Baby, and you can find those. There's many songs on that last album, but the next album's coming out in a couple of months, which is my. And I've got some great players on there. I've got you know, Bobby Lewis on bass. I've got, you know, I've got Real Horns. I've got Tariq Akoni, Mark Stevens from Chaka Khan, and Josh playing. I've got some some incredible players. Um, you know, Anton David Yance from Russia. Like it's a whole, it's a whole party on this mm-hmm. next. You know, and um, and to be able to have one drummer play their perspective on a song. Because I've not created a, a chart, or you know, I've not created want to paint the colours. You know, I give you a drawing. Mm-hmm. You you can paint it. If you want a green apple, make it green. If you want a red apple, or if you want a blue apple, if that even exists, make it blue. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I just delete know. it. <laughs> yeah, still eat it. Yeah, I still eat it. If someone my way, it'll come back camo and all metal. Doesn't even matter what color it is. It's getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, man. I think I think it's just uh, that's really spectacular, and and, and it kind of made me think about you know um, I think drummers have a tendency to really want to control their their part of the pie, and you know like I'm kind of you know in my bands I've always been the guy the driving force with it, and uh, so I was kind of controlling everything and now i'm working on a new project and i'm thinking more about like you know what if what if i had somebody else play this part you know what if i what if i just set the table like you're saying and then invite them over to dinner and then see what happens and and it's like if i if i trust you and and like we have this mutual respect and trust like there shouldn't be a problem and why would i like i res- like i started thinking like i respect these musicians why would i have a problem with with them playing like it's not a, it's it's like we're we're opening this up for everybody and uh i think that's a new kind of perspective for me at least i don't know you know how other people yeah. feel about that but it's it's really cool what you're doing man thanks man and then we live in a, a very competitive industry yeah like especially drummers i think drumming drumming community is the best because you know we have things like drum festivals and stuff like that you know you mean you don't want to go to Moog it's Fest? Most important, <laughs> Moog Fest. Moog, yeah, Moog. Fairman <laughs> Fest. Yeah, Fairman <laughs> Fest. That would be sick. Yeah, we got a you know, Grammy award-winning theremin player. You know, <laughs> there probably is one. You say that, right? There's probably a guy in LA right now that's like cutting theremin as we speak. <laughs> He's working with Kenny Arnoff. Oh man. Taking it to yeah. new, taking it to new new heights. <laughs> it's like, it's like the first guy to ever do the. He goes, yeah, I did the uh, Star Trek, uh, the original Star Trek episode, episode thirty nine, which won a Grammy award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so deal with it, yeah. nerd. Yeah, he's That's... just carrying it around his neck. Just like, yeah, like, <laughs> nineteen seventy whatever, like you know. <laughs> best fairman yeah i know but the thing is as well with this community it's it's sharing and the knowledge 
it's not gonna it's gonna live with you but you've gotta you know my goal was always to like kind of have a legacy like create a legacy and i felt like music will stay forever you know and if you've made an album or a piece of music if i'm not here one day the music's still there you know and it and and it's never been about me when i've made the songs i've i just wanted people to to play to it you know just like yeah, you can play to it, and then some, the you know my friends, my Chris Coleman or you know Annika, if any of those guys wanted to play, they always oh yeah man, I love that song, and I'll be like yeah sure you you can use it then, and I'll make it exclusive. That's a, it's, it was weird for me to see on YouTube like you know Chris Coleman playing to Go, which I, when yeah. I wrote that for him, and then you look now on YouTube, it's like what three million views on on you know I've. You know, if I got if I got <laughs> if I got a, a, a you know a dollar for every I know, <laughs> uh, but it was it was a it, and that's the biggest thing is is there's no profit on that because yeah. I don't it, it was a exclusive song written for my friend and there's no price you can put on that, you know, um, unless you're a dick, unless you're an ass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know. But <laughs> yeah, but that, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't. I and I and I do those sort of things for certain people. But you know, when I do write songs for certain people that that come an exclusive track, I'm like, yeah, sure. This is how much it is, and I'll do it. And I do that. And I sometimes. But my daily kind of thing is just sharing music to the community, just to make sure that people get songs that they can use for their, you know recitals or their like performances or exams yep. in Berkeley people do that have been doing that which is great like someone said oh, I've just done my final major project in Berkeley to your songs and I'm like wow you know but like I was playing you know playing at Zildjian Live yeah you know, I love that were like, oh, yeah, oh thanks and they were like you know you wrote that song I was like well yeah I, I wrote it and then you know Spot was like helped me arrange it in a beautiful way, as Ghost Note do, and um, and then it was just like, yeah, well, of course, this, 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 and then you see like a week later that someone in Brazil is is doing a live band cover, yeah, of and I'm like, someone in Italy, they've done a quarantine version of Rain where everyone's playing in their homes, and I'm like. That's insane. Like, and you're like, it took me know, nine I, months to write that, and you learned it in like an afternoon. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, well, funny, funny enough, I wrote that uh, that song here, like on my laptop, just just with a, a, a small keyboard, just just. But it was only 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 took like what well, I did like half a day on it because I, I always have ideas that I just if I if it, I'll just do it and. Like the quick, like when I wrote "Go" for Chris, it, it only took me like three hours to to write it, and then it was just like, "Yeah, do you like it?" He's like, "Yeah, cool." And I just like to just keep, just know, keep going, just keep it. shoveling it in. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, That's the way to do it. Red Bull. Yep. That's it. Explode. That's it. Explode. Try it. Yeah. yeah try just, it. Just, it's a just, winner. It's a little it's a winner. A little tip from your American football <laughs> friend there. Give that a try. Yeah. Your your heart will love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you get a little pale and sweaty, don't worry. It's uh, that's just the first yeah. phase. Yeah, that's just phase one. That's phase one. <laughs> yeah, it's funny about about people covering stuff. I uh, yeah, I'm a huge Dream Theater fan, and there was a in this last album cycle, 
they up they put a video up from the studio where in the reflection of the computer monitor somebody saw they free they they screenshotted it was jordan rudess's like charts but it was like in yeah. in reverse through a reflection and it was like half of a page some guy took that reversed the image and then tried to guess what the time signature you know and made it in guitar pro and was like hey guys here's 22 seconds of the next dream theater album and then it came out and everybody's like wow it sounds pretty good and then when the album came out it was pretty damn close to like what oh, wow. what they did because like but it just goes to show like you can't get anything by anyone these days like they will f they will figure out what you played and they will do it better oh, than yeah. you really quick oh yeah it's 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 crazy i mean i've had people especially in china because like me like a lot of the fusion guys like like Spears or, or like chris coleman like whenever we go in china we always bump into each other and then this guy would be like oh man i, I played to your song that you wrote for chris or the song you wrote for aaron or spot and they will just give me a midified version of it. And I'm like, you know, just send me the song of him, them playing to, a, you know, V drums or something like with a proper like video. And I'm like, wow, you guys go to like territories because I just wrote this in my bedroom. Like, what's, <laughs> what's going, like you know, <laughs> it, a lot of talented people with a lot of time on their hands. Imitate. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, wow, you. You you hired a you hired a, a, a you know a music venue to do a <laughs> video of my song. I'm like I'm I'm honoured, but man, you I hope you're okay financially. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's like it's kids' college. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, it's like anything, right? It's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. And you know, it's funny because I, I'm looking for uh, some of your solo videos, and it's like I find your stuff, and then some of the some of the videos that have just as many hits as some some guy you know that I've never heard of is some YouTube drummer is super talented and young kids, and I mean, it's cool to see how uh, everyone's getting involved with it, man. It's uh, it's it's yeah. it's it's uh, that's that cosmic canoe. Yeah, Cosmic Canoe, man. YouTube is... I, I look every single time. I look on YouTube and see, oh, wow, there's like tens of thousands of people covering the songs. I'm like, well, that was my main mission statement because now you see mm -hmm. the one player. And that's, 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 my, that's my mission statement. That's like, I've done my job. <laughs> you know, I'm still... And I will still continue to do it so long as people get to share that with everyone. Because everyone's now excited. They're just like, oh, man, I played to this and I played to that. And it's so nice to, to, to hear that, you know, to see different versions because people are now appreciative of, of um, and then, oh, I played that song too. Oh, man, let's be friends. And I'm like, I don't even know these people. <laughs> They've just... But, but but my music has connected a friendship. Yeah, they know they feel like they know you because of that. Yeah, and it's great because when I was at Nam, I don't even know any of the faces, but like these kids will be like, "Man, I'm that guy who who played that song in in a in a panda outfit," and I'm like, "Okay, but I would not have known that." <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm like, "The guy," and I'm like, "Oh, that's great, man!" Or you know, I'm the guy who you know, lit my drumsticks on fire and, and, and played it behind a lake. And Dude, I, I think I did see that video. There is a video of a guy playing with drumsticks on fire. I've seen that. Yeah. And he's I'm got like, a big bucket great. of water and he puts them in. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another, 
you know, they probably start out from Cooper, Cooper Drummer. But, yeah. Fellow drum light, fellow drum light guy. Yeah. I mean, this year I saw a kid from, who came out, a kid uh, from where? And he flew all the way from Indonesia, just from Indonesia. From, yeah. So he flew all the way to come to see me. Wow. And his whole goal, all he wanted to do was just see me and, and, and say thank you. Jeez. And I was like, well, that's an expensive trip, man. But, um, and then, you know, I, you know, I was really grateful that he came to see me and perform and, and just, you know, speak to me and took a picture. But the most amazing thing is I remembered that guy because, and he's a bit tall major. And he, him and his friends went hiking up a mountain in, in Indonesia and, and recorded a drum video of like rock steady and headline, like these songs that I wrote with a drone. And they, they had like this generator. <laughs> on a drum it's, it's so amazing. And I was like, that's, and they're in this beautiful mountains. And I'm just like, wow, you, that's like, you've outdone me. Insane. <laughs> Hey. it's it's the power of music man it's 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 a special it's a special thing that connects people and it's it's a it's a universal language you know they say math is the universal language but i'll tell you what you know right now somewhere uh you know in the, in indonesia there's a kid picking up a metallica record for the first time and it's going to change his life you know and uh, that happens all day, every day, and and it's uh, it's it's really cool to be a part of it. So uh, as, as we wind down here, man, I, I want to give you an opportunity. So where can people keep up with you? You know, on your social media, if if people are looking for tracks or whatever, what's the best way to uh, to keep up with you, brother? Yeah, bro. Um, you, you just follow, you know, my, I have my Instagram, which is just Kaz Drums, K A Z Drums, um, and uh, yeah, just find my music on iTunes. You just Type my name, Kaz Rodriguez, uh, or and my late. Uh, my next album's coming out in a couple of months, and yeah, just you know, if you have any things like advice that, that you would like, or or if, or if you have videos that you've done, <laughs> yeah, send them up, uh, and I'd, I'd love to check them out. That's yeah, awesome. And, and just you know, tag, tag me because I'm all I'm always watching, you know, the 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 drum the drum cover. So let's all be a community. I love so, it. Nice. Great. Great. Nice. Well said, my friend. Well, Kaz, this has been, uh, it's been an awesome conversation, man. Thank you so much for joining us on the Everyman podcast. Thanks, and, uh, we're going to, you guys scroll up in the show notes, check out uh, the links below to, to Kaz's music and uh, his Instagram and all that great stuff. So Kaz, my brother, stay safe, stay healthy. And, uh, hopefully I'll be catching you soon, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me guys. Be safe.